0: know if any of y'all have ever gone on a deep dive in Facebook stories, you know, some of those stories are, you know, they, they're the kind that, you know, they put the music to it and, you know, and by the end you're crying, you, you know, what I'm talking about those things. And uh, so within the last couple years, I remember a particular story about a dog and his name was Buster and they talked and it said, Buster's story. And so I'm, I just, it just, I wasn't looking for a Buster story, you know, Facebook just threw it up there to me. And so I'm watching Buster's story and they're telling me about Buster and Buster is a cute dog and, but, uh, but, and Buster had a master and the master provided uh, uh, a um, doghouse, food and water and that's it. And Buster lived on a leash and, and a stake. In the ground that was connected to the leash. And Buster lived all his life on that leash. And his master would never take him off that leash. So Buster had his... Needs provided for, his basic needs provided for, with shelter and food and water. But could you just imagine Buster? I I don't know what a dog thinks, but you would think when people are going by and animals are going by, he would probably like to engage with them, but he didn't. He didn't get a chance to. You know, if you lived your whole life, Buster lived his whole life in this one particular area, and all he knows is what he can see. He has no idea there's anything beyond. He was never able to go and to explore and to have fun. He literally was on the chain the whole time. Well, <clears throat> the story continues. You know, they're not talking. They're like writing it. So I'm having to read it too. So I'm reading it and i got the Buster thing and now I'm mad, you know. And, and then a great turn and the story happens. Buster's owner dies Praise the Lord for that. We know where he went. God rest his soul. We speak grace upon Buster's owner, wherever he is. All right, so anybody treat a dog like that? Come on. Got any dog lovers in the house? We don't treat our dogs like that. But Buster did have one neighbor that lived next to him. It was a a lady and she felt sorry for Buster and so she would come over from time to time and made friends with Buster. And basically that's the only interaction that Buster had. So when SBCA came and found the dog was abandoned, she went over and said, can I please, can I please adopt Buster? And they let her adopt Buster. And then you know the music changes, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the music changes and they start showing in slow motion when the leash, when he gets unleashed and he starts running for the first time, you know, and they show him going through the leaves and in the wintertime playing in the snow and, t- and taking walks with the family, right? And, 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 and playing with other dogs at the dog park and you know how it ends. Buster is on the couch sleeping, right? That Buster's on the couch sleeping. Well, I learned some things about Buster. One of the things that I realized is that I don't want to be on the leash. I don't want to be on the leash. I I don't know about you, but I'm not really interested in living a life of limited possibilities. You know, I believe that That God has a specific plan and a specific purpose for each and every one of us. I know that I'm called. I know that I have a purpose. I know that there are dreams in my life that, that are gonna come to reality. I know that I am not going to live my life, okay, on a leash with the stake in the ground, and just limited. I'm not going, that's not going to happen in my life. Today, I want to talk with you and continue the series that Pastor started a few weeks ago about the church unleashed, the church unleashed. God has a special plan for you. You were created, okay, on purpose for a purpose, There's a, and I believe even right now, someone's listening to me or watching me right now, and you wonder, do I really have a purpose? I want you to know God created you special. He created just the way you are at just the right time. And there's some things that you can do for the kingdom of God that nobody else on this earth can do. God was strategic. When he created you, he's got great plans for you and he has a great life in store for you. But don't allow the chains of this world to hold you back. Don't. Don't allow the chains of this world to hold you back. You know, we were intended to live unleashed. I remember my my high school years, my freshman year in college, you know, I didn't always live for the Lord. You know, I know it's hard to believe that, but I didn't. And I did a little living there, too much living. And um, I, although I knew I was saved, I had a personal relationship with Jesus, I just didn't have a passion. You know, didn't have a passion for it, um, but then my sophomore year in college, I really did get rocked. I got right with Jesus. God touched me. He moved in my life, and it was really a miraculous thing. I not only began to have passion for him, but I began to have a real desire for power. I, I had a love for him, had a passion for him, but I also wanted to have power in the kingdom of God. Uh, but even though I was reading my Bible, I was praying, I was tithing, I was going to church, I was doing the basics, the food, shelter, okay, and water. I had that thing going on, okay, I felt a little bit like Buster. I felt a little bit least. I felt like I wonder what would happen. I, isn't there, there has to be more than just being right here in this mud pit I know that there's something else other than just eating and drinking you know and, and having a place to stay and surviving and so I didn't want to live that life that way and there began to be a hunger in me for more and I began to read as I was reading in scriptures and I would see Jesus doing all these miracles and these signs and wonders and you'd read in the Old Testament and all this power and you're like where is all that? where is all that? Well, I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm tithing. I'm going to church. And I felt leashed. But there was a time in my life where I said, you know what? Not going to be leashed anymore. It isn't going to happen, you know. And I don't know about you if there's like certain dreams and desires that you've had and you want more of God. You want God to have more of you. And, but you just kind of get tired because it's the same old, same old, same old. Well, I was determined to get off that leash. I was determined to to grasp for more, to attain more of what God had for me. So I began to just really exercise my hunger. And uh, I re- I remember hearing at the, at the university that somebody some guy had cast a demon out of somebody. I'm like, that's in the Bible. I want to know about that. <laughs> and so I went, knocked on the guy's door. Didn't know me from Adam. And I said, Are you the guy who cast the demon out? Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking he's thinking, well, I'm like, "What? Well, you want to cast mine out? I didn't at that time, probably needed it. And, uh, and 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 he said, yeah, I said, well, can I sit down and talk to you? And so I just peppered him with questions. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. I was hungry. I was hungry. You know, I, I remember there was an apartment that uh, uh, on Friday night, some guys got together and it was just kind of exploding. It's supposed to be, the, you know, the spirit of God moving. People are getting healed and rocked. And I'm like okay, I'm going to that. And so I went to that and I was experiencing that like, this is awesome, man, this is great. Just hungry. I remember that, uh, there was a sign for a a sign up for a mission trip on spring break to be able to share the gospel with people. And I'm like, Man, that's in the Bible. I want to do that, too. And so I signed up, and I went on the mission trip. And so I began to start praying for people. I began to start getting in the environment of praying for people for healing, praying for people to get delivered, started praying for people uh, to be saved. And so I just began to start that. And then I remember there, I found out that there was a church that actually did stuff like that. And uh, it's not what I grew up in, not what I was going to, but I heard that there was this church. And so I went to this church and, but, but, and, and saw, man, they were worshiping in God. They were, I mean, believing for the power of God, praying for people. And I'm like, this is awesome. And so I broke out that year. I broke loose that year. You know, it began in my life and I never, ever changed. And I, and I, and I never was the same again. I was literally a changed person. I do believe in 2021, it really can be a year of unleashing us into our destiny And I I just want you to receive that. This can be the year that we can be unleashed into our destiny, you know, into our calling, what God has purposed and planned for us. But I also understand, uh, been around the church long enough, that there are many of us that are wanting more. There are many of us that we feel like we're chained to the stake. We're leased to this day, and, and we want more, and there's some things in our lives that we really need some breakthrough because it's really hard, okay, to be all that God's called you to be when you, there's certain areas in your life you need breakthrough in. I'm thinking about health, and I'm just believing in 2021 that some of you have really been struggling with your health because it's a very difficult thing to move forward and be all that you've called to be, but when you're hurting and when you're sick and there's pain, and I believe God. wants to touch you there are other people that you're struggling in your marriage and when you and and it's really difficult when you and your mate are having issues I mean we've all been there you know I've been there you have issues and it's really difficult to focus on what God has for you when there's a continual resistance and there's a continual friction I want you to know God wants to heal your marriage. He wants to restore your marriage. The reason he wants to restore your marriage is because he loves you, but he wants you guys to be all that God has called you to be. I'm believing for for men and women who are in business this year that uh, that have a desire for kingdom, I'm believing in Jesus' name that this will be the year that your business breaks through and and you begin to really, really possess what God has for you. I believe there are a lot of people that have a call to ministry and, and, and some type of mission some type of ministry and, and, and it's in you and you know it's been in you and it seems like every time you go forward it's just like this leash holds you back I'm believing 2021 is going to be a year of really you living unleashed in ministry. A very familiar passage, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able. He's able. God is able. Can you say God is able? God is able. He's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or even think to ask. He's able to do things that we don't even know to ask for. Okay? Beyond, exceedingly beyond all that we can even ask or even think according to the power that works within God. Uh, Let me just say this. This is why Pastor Dustin has called us as a church to a fast. This is why. For us to experience in 2021 breakthrough in our lives, breakthrough in our marriages, breakthrough in our families, breakthrough with our church. This is why he's called us to to a fast, to fast and pray at the beginning of the year. You might say, well, you know, I've not been fasting. I didn't know or I I chose not to. That's fine. By the end of this message, you will not want to eat one bit at lunch. I promise you. You'll be so excited about fasting and praying and all the benefits that come from fasting and praying. You'll be like, "Oh, no way." And some of you have been fasting and praying, you're worn out, you're tired, you're like, "Whoa, I am hungry." You're going to be encouraged today. I believe it, all right? And so we're going to see God do some powerful things. Now, let me just say, for almost 30 years our church at this time of the year have prayed and fast. We've been on we've had 14 day prayers, in fact, we've had 21 days, we've had 40. I personally have had 40, I've done three 40 day fast with just liquids, and many, many, many of the church members have done that. And it is, and I will just say this about fasting. I believe as a church, okay, I believe we literally are reaping, okay, benefits now for the many years that we have that we have fasted and prayed. It's kind of like we are now uh, reaping the things that we have sowed for years and years and years. And I would just say personally in my life, I look at my life, I look at my the peace that I have, the joy that I have, the walk that I have, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children. I see my children walking with the Lord, each and every one of them being kingdom men and women. And I see these things. I see what's going on with the church. And I'm so encouraged. I'm so, I feel so positive. I'm in such a blessed, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed in so many ways. But I would say this. I really feel like right now, I am reaping, okay, the, uh, today the benefits of what I sowed yesterday. And so as you pray and as you fast, know that God wants to break through in your life now. He wants to break through in your life this year. But let me just say this, it continues on and God don't, we might forget, but God does not forget. He, we might, we might, we might not have a clear understanding of what happened in the fast, but he understands the connection that you've made with him. And so in Matthew chapter six, verse 16, we see that Jesus spoke and he said, when you fast, do not put on a gloomy face. As hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men where they're fasting. Oh, well, let me just. So, so, you got the Pharisees, and, and they're fasting, and they want everybody to know they're fasting. And so, they put a sad face on, a very hungry face, like, oh, I'm starving. I'm I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm for God. I'm doing this for God. And 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 then they put sackcloth and ashes and they would walk around and you could point to people, "Oh, that man's fasting. Oh, he's a faster right there." And and so and, and, so, and so and so and Jesus saying, "Don't do that." Don't come in here all gloomy. I'm glad to see you got smiling faces. I'm glad to see that you took showers, okay, re- re- within this past week. I'm glad that you see you put a little gel on your hair, you know. You got your new clothes on. You look good. I'm grateful, okay, that you've got it all together. You don't have the sackcloth and ashes and, whoa, 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 is me. I'm having the hardest time in the world. Aren't I a very spiritual person? That's not what we're looking for, Right? And this is what Jesus said about those Pharisees. He says, Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. Do you know what I see here? I see this. I see that that Jesus is clearly saying there's a reward for fasting. And those who do it the way the Pharisees do it, they get their reward. What's their reward? That people see them fasting. Hey, not interested. I'm not interested in that reward, okay? And so it's clear to me that Jesus is making a statement that don't do it that way, but humble yourself before me, Put, fast and pray um, desperately, r- sacrificially to reach me in an in, in intimate, personal way, and there are rewards for you. Can you say rewards? rewards. I want to be a reward member. Okay. I want my reward card. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me just say I fast and pray for a lot of reasons. Okay. The most important is my intimate walk with God, but that is one of the rewards, but there's a whole bunch of other rewards of why I fast and pray. And I'm going to talk to you about those. All right. Today. So I don't even know where I'm in my notes, but I'm somewhere. All right. So (laughs) two things that you need to know. And, and like I said, it's not too late to fast. You can start right now. It's always easier to diet or start a fast on Monday, though we know that. That's a spiritual day. of That's God's day to start a diet is Monday, all right, and fast. So uh, first thing, what are you fasting for? What is it? Write it down. God, what is it? What is it on my heart? What do you What do you want to do in my life? It could be your health. It could be your marriage. It could be your business. It could be your praying for America. Whatever it is, it's on your heart. Praying for the church. Praying for pastor. Pray, you know, whatever's on your heart, write it down. These are the things I'm I'm fasting for. Secondly, what are the things you're fasting from? Okay, so we know that you can fast from TV. You can fast from social media, which we might be more sane and healthy in our lives emotionally if we did that. Uh, but I will say this. A biblical fast always involves food. Okay? It always involves food. There are many different kind of fasts. If you want to talk to one of your brothers or sisters here or go online and, and you can see different fasts. Daniel fast, total fast, Esther fast. But it's not that hard. It's like, what, what is God telling you to give up? What's, what's coming to your mind? OK, and do that. All right. So Andrew Murray says this. Fasting helps to express, to deepen and confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything. You know, when you go without food, it's all, you're like, man, I'm almost ready to sacrifice anything to sacrifice ourselves. Why? To attain what we seek for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of God. Who wants to know some benefits about fasting? All right. What's want some benefits of fasting? I haven't lost you yet. You're with me, right? All right. I want to make this fasting message encouraging and exciting for you. The first benefit, the most important benefit, is it cultivates intimacy with our Lord. All right? It cultivates intimacy with God. Have you ever been in a place, I know you have, we all have, where you just not felt close to God? It seems like you're trying to do the same thing. Maybe you are doing the Bible, reading, the prayer, the tithing, going to church, and you still don't feel close to God. It could be that you're not doing any of those things. You've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff, and you're like, I know why I'm not close to God. Okay, look at my life. Okay, and and so whatever it is, the bottom line is fasting. No matter where we are in our walks with God, fasting is a way we can always get closer to him. Mark chapter 2. Verses 19 and 20. And Jesus said to them, while the bridegroom, that was Jesus, right? He's the bridegroom. While the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Verse 20. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. Jesus ascends to heaven, taken away from earth, all right? That the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in that day fasting closes the distance between between us and God. And so when the bridegroom and the bride were together here on earth, there wasn't a need to fast. But when the bridegroom left, there was distance. And he's saying very clearly, there's one of the greatest ways to close that distance of intimacy is us praying and us fasting. You know, I know there are many, many, many people in the church, okay, uh, that, that, that... that have a close and intimate relationship with Jesus. and But I'll just say this. Um, I, I'll, I'll just say this. God wants to truly bring that distance even closer. He does. He cares about you. He it's, it's about relationship with him. And so by fasting and praying, it's not just something that we do, some religious activity. It's something, it's a person that we're, we're experiencing. Does that make sense? So we're experiencing him. We're connecting in a greater way with him. The scripture says in Joel chapter 2, it's 12. It says, return to me with all your heart. Okay, that's a great thing. The Lord's saying, return to me with all your heart. Well, how's, it, how's that happen? Fasting. By fasting is what it says. With fasting. You know, you want to get closer to the Lord? You feel like there's a need? There's a distance between you and God? I want you to understand you begin to fast and pray, it will close that gap and you will sense the love of that bridegroom that he has for you. Secondly, answer prayers. Who wants some answered prayers, okay? Is it worth going without food for a while? I, it is for me. I love answered prayers. I especially like answered prayers that say yes <laughs> as opposed to no or wait. Sometimes I'd rather the no's than the wait's, you know? I want some answered prayers, and I'm just gonna say this is not a theological truth. This is just me. All right, I just believe, and I, I make myself want to believe. Okay, that when you fast and pray, you just get more yeses. Okay, that's just what I'm saying. Okay, I just I'm believing that while I'm hungry right now, I'm believing that there are more yeses when I fast and pray. Now, the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 9, then Yahweh, then Yahweh will answer you. When you pray, he'll answer you when you pray. When you cry out for help, he will say, I am here. Now, I know we're praying. We want answers to prayers. And sometimes we do get no's or waits. Okay? But the most important thing you understand when we're praying, we're praying specifically. The greatest answer we get from God is, hey, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because, man, when he's with us, we, we can do anything and handle anything. Y'all, many of you know the story about Hannah in the Bible, 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. <clears throat> Hannah in the Bible, she was really, she was struggling because she so wanted to have a baby, but it, for, for all practical purposes, it just seemed like she was barren. And it was just hopeless. And her nemesis, okay, her rival kept popping out these babies, all right? She, I mean, she'd look, at, she'd look at her husband and have another baby, you know? I mean, that kind of, and then Hannah's over here, you know, trying to have a baby. It just—it just nothing, nothing. So every year they would go to the festival, and they would bring their sacrifices to the temple, and the, uh, Eli, the priest, was there. And it was just what they did every year. And so every year was drudgery for her. It was just because she sees her nemesis with all these kids running around. And, and, she, and she's struggling. She so wants a child. And she's crying out to God. She's crying, Lord, give me a child. And then she says, I will give this son. If you give me a son, I'll give this son for the ministry. And, and he, he'll be a priest for you. And uh, as she was praying and as she was crying... Eli, the priest, came up to her and said this in, ver- in verse 17. He says, go in peace. May God, oh, no, 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 before that, just setting, just real quick. So he looks at her, and he sees her, like, crying and, like, talking, and, and he's like, are you drunk? That's what he says, are you drunk? She goes, no, I'm not evil. That's what she said. You can look at it. It's my version, okay? And, and, and he says, what's wrong? What are you doing? She goes, I'm just sad. I'm crying out to God for a son. And uh, Eli said this. He said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the God of Israel. May he grant the request you have asked of him. Could you imagine getting that word? I mean, she was year after year. She's like, wow, it's amazing. And in verse 18, she says, okay, thank you, sir. She exclaimed, then she went back. And began to, what? Eat again. So guess who was fasting for breakthrough? Fasting for an answered prayer. Hannah was. Not only did she get her answered prayer, it says that she ate again and she was no longer sad. How many of you need God to come through in your life? How many of you really, really have some things that you're praying for and you're believing God for? If you're really believing God for, join us on the fast. If you're, if you're fasting right now, we join you in what God is going to do in your life. We're believing that he's going to answer prayers. Thirdly, third benefit, heal, he heals and he restores the body. Man, that is always great. Now, in Isaiah chapter 58, that is the... That is the um, Fasting chapter, Isaiah chapter 58. You want to know about fasting? Go to Isaiah 58. And in the fasting chapter, so it tells how you fast and how you should fast. And he says this, thy health shall spring forth speedily. When you fast, your health will spring forth speedily. Can you just receive that today wherever you are, whatever you 're struggling with, whatever the pain is that you 're dealing with physically, emotionally, spiritually? can you just declare in jesus name as you're as you 're as you're fasting that your health will spring forth speedily? God wants to heal you he wants to he wants to to, to truly heal your hurts, your pains, those things that you're going through. And we're believing with you. We're joining with you as you're fasting, as you're praying for your body to be healed. Fourth, break strongholds. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't like no demons around me, all right? Oh no. A stronghold is demonic activity in your life, not interested, okay? All right, I don't want it. I've had it. Don't want it. Want to get rid of when when they hang around. I don't want it. So I don't want addictions. I don't want phobias. I don't want fears. I don't I don't want anger issues. There's all kind of stuff that I do not want. I don't want lust issues. I don't want I I don't want self I don't want all that stuff, okay? All that stuff, I know it's all sin, but it can become a stronghold in our life. And many of these things, I've already been broken free, and I know you've broken free as well. And we're continuing to believe for more and more freedom. So Mark chapter 9, verse 29, we see that the disciples, they had kind of started to dabble in casting a little bit of demons out. So they were dabbling, and I call it dabbling. So they they, they did it, and it worked, and it worked, and all of a sudden, they had one that didn't work. So they come back to Jesus. Hey, what gives? What's up? You know, what? we're, we're coming here and this demon ain't coming out. What, we're doing it the way, the way we're holding them, the way we're hitting them on the head. the way you no, just joking. We're throwing the oil on them just the way, whatever it was that Jesus told them to do, okay? They were doing it and it wasn't working. And he says in Mark chapter nine, verse 29, he said to them, oh, 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 this kind, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. Now in verse and chapter seven, uh, Matthew seventeen twenty one, same passage, it says, "By prayer and fasting." And so there are times where we. Re- and, and, and what this shows us is if we're wanting to have more authority over darkness, fasting and praying will definitely help. I'm so grateful for the cross. I'm so grateful. The scripture says that. At the cross, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public spectacle of them i 'm so grateful that for the cross that we have now all authority and all power to tread upon serpents and scorpions that none will harm us, none will harm us i 'm so grateful that God has given us power over the authority that, that and authority over the enemy that we wrestle not with flesh and blood okay but with spiritual with spiritual the weapons of the warfare that God's given to us and so I'm so grateful that all that happened at the cross and it's just waiting for somebody to grab scripture the Holy Spirit and faith to break free and a lot of times as we fast and pray that happens number five financial breakthrough financial breakthrough come on we're believing for financial breakthrough in 2021 all right Joel chapter 2, verse 15 and 24. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Get the shofars out. Go ahead. Hit it. You didn't bring it? Oh, that's right. Don't bring it. I'm joking. I get in trouble. I tell you, bring a shofar. You go ahead and bring your streamers too. Man. Okay, well, I'll move on. And so, blow a trumpet in Zion. I really went to a church one day, and I knew I was in trouble when the ladies in the front. Okay, I'm going off now. The ladies in the front, She. she... She opened up some like thing, okay? And she took her shoes on and she had her shoe her dancing shoes on. She couldn't dance in her regular shoes. She brought her dance Holy Ghost dancing shoes. That was a fun meeting there. That was. He says, consecrate a fast. Blow the trumpet. Consecrate a fast. And we see in verse 24, when you do that, it says there's threshing floors will be full of grain. Full of grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. As we fast and as we pray, there's something that taps into God that allows us to begin to, 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 to have faith to see God meet our needs. I want you to understand you can always believe God for provision for the assignment that He's given to you. Now, if you're believing for something that was not His assignment, don't know if we can believe for that. But I know for a fact, if you have an assignment of God, I know for a fact, you have an assignment of God, God will bring provision. I remember uh, my, my daughter, Sarah, um, she goes to Washtenaw Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and, um, and, and it's not cheap. It's expensive, okay? It is. And so she she had her first year and it got cut. She had a great year, got cut with COVID, came home, and uh, and then and she stayed this summer. And and so we were thinking, like, what's school gonna be like next time? You know, this next and we were like, is it gonna be worth it? Are they gonna have classes? Are they gonna send them home? And I just kept seeing zeros and zeros and zeros adding up. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. But I'm also reminded that, that at the first part of, the, of last year, we were on a fast. And one of the things that we prayed for as a family is finances for college. And so as we we're looking at that, I kept looking at the zeros and kept looking at it didn't fit my wallet. And I'm like, ah, how's this going to work? How's this going to? And then I began to remember. We fasted. We've prayed. We sought you, Lord, on this. And so we prayed. We sought the Lord. Show us. Is this, you tell us what we need to do. Bring forth provision for assignment. And um so lo and behold, as we were praying through this, Lisa decided, you yeah, know, I'm gonna look on her account, I'll go online, look on her account, just see where we are with this. And she goes, Steve, come here, come here, come here. And for no reason, okay, for no reason, little other than God, and people that she had favor with, there was a scholarship placed on her account, a permanent scholarship that Renews, that's larger than any scholarship any of my kids have ever gotten. You see, God will provide for your assignment. Wisdom and direction. Wisdom and direction. As we fast and pray, we get wisdom. We get direction. Isaiah 58, the fasting chapter. And the Lord will continue to guide you. I don't know about you, but I need God to guide me. I need him to lead me. One of my prayers that I pray is, oh, Lord, let me not go forward, backward, left or right without you. Please lead me, guide me, direct me in your way. And the way we can really tap into being guided and understanding his ways and his strategies is as we pray and we fast. Be ready as you're fasting. Be ready when you pray. Because when he speaks with a still, small voice, he just might give you certain ideas. He might speak to you about leading and going in a particular direction. Write it down. It's, those are golden moments. Gold. They're more than, They're better than treasure. Literally write them down. Wisdom and direction. I remember when as, when as a church, we needed wisdom and direction. We had about 250 members, and uh, we were uh, in Richardson, and uh, we needed a place, uh, the place that we had uh they, they kind of kicked us out. They sold the building or whatever. And, and uh, so we needed a place. And so we're struggling. We were, we were literally in a barn, okay? We had church in a barn, okay? It was a party barn. And it was nice, okay? And uh, and the rats weren't too big, but they were there. And so I mean, you don't understand what you're going through. Here, this is, this is plush. And so, and so we're there, and I'm in a, in, in so we're praying. We're like, how is this going to work? How is this going to happen? You know, our bank account wasn't real full and and uh, we didn't even know where we were supposed to go. And we'd done d- demographic studies in the Firewall area, Plano, McKinney, Allen. So we'd done all our studies, all our research that we could do, but we were needing a word from the Lord. And I remember the, the board of directors laid out this big old map, okay, of this whole area. And said, Pastor, if you had, if you had, to pick right now where God was leading us to go, where would you pick? Mind you, we had just finished a 40-day prayer and fasting, praying, asking God for direction. And as the leader of the church, I said, as best as I know, right there. When I pointed right there, it was right across the street from Allen Senior High. Now, you got to understand something. There was nothing available. I mean... Allen was pretty much shut down. Very, very hard to, to break into Allen. There were not a lot of, I mean, it was building up so much. There's, you know, tax paying people everywhere, and they didn't want people to try to get strips. It was really a difficult, difficult thing. And so for a year, we prayed. We went on another fast the next year, okay? Praying specifically. Not only we know where the direction is, we're going to be in Allen, this area. There's no place. What are we going to do? It just so happened after our fast, just so happened there was a secretary, okay, from a little church that was talking to a secretary from a business consultant office and letting her know that, hey, I think we might be selling our church, our church building. Well, it just so happens that the secretary for the business consultant was the business consultant that we had hired. It just so happened, the secretary of the church just so happened to be in building A where we had this property. And so, God, through fasting and praying, gave us direction, also provided supernatural finances for us to get this property. And you see the rest here is history with the campuses that we have and the building that we have. God is so good. He gives us wisdom. He gives us direction. He, he allows us to have financial breakthrough. I also want to say he fills us with the Holy Spirit. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? You want to have more of God? Uh, there's not a better way. There's not a better way to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to al- allow God to have more of you, for you to have more of him than fasting and praying. I remember when I was uh, that sophomore year in college, and I was you know on this track of I was so hungry for God, so hungry for God. And I was seeing all these other things happen. I'm like, Lord, what is it? I had passion, but I didn't have the power. And I began to learn about the power. And I'm like, oh, there's, a, there's more to the Holy Spirit than just saving me and coming living inside of me. He wants to empower me. And, and I remember like, okay, well, I want that. So I started praying for that. I didn't even know what to do. Didn't even know who to talk to. But I saw in Scripture that people fasted. At that time, I did not know one person ever that had fasted. It just wasn't a big, big thing. Fasting wasn't a big thing. There were, Churches all over the world weren't doing that, at least around where I was. And, and I saw, and I'm like, I'm literally the only person I knew at the time that was fasting. And I fasted. I said, I'm going to fast for three days. Uh, and I fa- it, it was a water and liquid fast. Three days, okay? And I had a college retreat that weekend, and I was going to believe God to touch me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Night, first night happens, nothing. They didn't even have an altar call. I'm like, what kind of church is this? You know? Second That next morning, nothing. Nobody's calling people forward. After the third session, nothing. And they're packing up. They're eating lunch, packing up the bus. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, that bus ain't going nowhere. Because I've got me I've got me some spirit to grab a hold of. And so I went up to the pastor, and, and the pastor and the college pastor. And I said, hey, I need to ask y'all a question. I, I told, him who, told him who I was. told him that I've been praying and fasting for three days for the power of the Holy Spirit. to go. I said, can you help me? They, said, they smiled. They said, oh yeah. They just laid their hands on me. Nothing magical, nothing crazy, nothing. Just, we didn't even have worship music going. Just literally prayed and just prayed for me. And the Holy Spirit Touched me in such a personal and precious way. His power filled me and I've never been the same again. I want you to understand Paul, he used to be Saul and when he got blinded, he got saved and he got blinded on the road to Damascus. He lost his sight and he was there and, and, and then Ananias comes and, 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 and comes to pray for him. And And so the Bible says that he regained his sight. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, and then he ate. We see that Paul was fasting before the Spirit of God filled him. So if you want to be filled with the power of God, fast and pray. Lastly, protection, protection, protection for your family, protection for your mind, protection for your soul, protection for your church, protection, protection. We pray protection over our family all the time. Lee, I'm not kidding. This is a joke. It's not. It's not. She's serious as all get out. We can't have a child or a person leave the front door without Lisa going. Blood of Jesus on you. Friends are going. What blood of Je- What? Yeah, blood of Jesus. Angels around you, and I cannot tell you the protective hand that God has placed upon our family because of that. But as we pray and as we fast, we believe for protection. I want to close with this. Last illustration: um, A friend of mine, Chris McCrae, who uh, was a pastor, one of the pastors at Sojourn Church. Um, he, uh, he, and the the pastors at Sojourn went on a retreat about ten years ago. Pastors' retreat, and uh, at the pastors' retreat, you know, they did their thing. And that night, okay, three of them said, "Hey, let's go out and go hog hunting." And so they went hog hunting. Chris finally after about a, uh, uh, an hour of not seeing things he says I just want to go back and so he says I'll leave y'all and he goes back and on the way he sees the he sees the beautiful sky the moon and he and he's and he says I'm gonna s- sit on the dam and I'm just gonna pray the next thing very quickly um, that he that he noticed is that he hears high-powered rifles being shot and two shots were shot at him un- Fortunately, these guys, it was dark, and they thought that he was a hog. And they had their high-powered rifle scopes. One of them missed, praise the Lord, but the other one did hit him. They had the medevacs come and get him and take him. And uh, it was a praise that it went in and through him, okay, without hitting any arteries, any organs. But this is the interesting thing. The very moment, the very day that he's being shot at, 40 days before that, His mom and dad heard from the Spirit of God. said, one of your children are in danger. I want you to pray and fast. And they began a 40-day prayer and fast. They prayed. They fasted for each one of their kids. Who would know that 40 days later, there were high-powered rifles, okay, zeroed in on their son. One of them missed, and the other one miraculously went through his body. I want you to understand something. When we fast and we pray and we call upon the protecting power of God, He will protect us. He will.